Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, here we go. Breaking news live in Los Angeles. It's the herd wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now, the herd hierarchy upsets very close. Who makes the top 10? Nick Wright. We got stuff on Harbaugh today. J-Mac, though, we start our show. We always love this. Little breaking news, not a head coach. But the most important assistant for a great young quarterback, semi-young, is a great coordinator, right, if you have a defensive coach. Yeah. I love when there's a dumpster fire in the AFC East, and it's not the Jets. (laughs) Very exciting. So, Buffalo Bills have fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. They'll move uh, uh, Joe Brady up. Now, is, is it a scapegoat move? Maybe. But it wasn't working. So, scapegoat or not, it wasn't working. And I've always had this theory that Any great otherworldly talent, like Kobe Bryant, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Michael Jordan, uh, Tiger Woods, needs a stronger coach, a guiding light, a mentor. I mean, Tiger, the stronger the coach, the better the golfer, less trouble he got in. You need a guiding light. Tom Brady is the GOAT, but Tom Brady was kept in check by his own limitations. He never, like veered into ad-libbing and uh, uncoachable or difficult to coach or undisciplined. Tom knew what he was. All athletes do. And Tom knew what he wasn't. But when you get a Lamar Jackson or a Josh Allen that can win games with just otherworldly talent, they will bulldoze coaches. You have to have the strongest coaches. Mahomes couldn't even win in college. He wins Super Bowls in the NFL. Because in college... Coach, just let him be great. But even great goes sideways. 
So freakish talent has limitations. So the stronger the talent, the stronger the coach needed. And right now, Buffalo needed to make a move. By the way, high school, college, and pro. Give me the three years, Josh Allen at his best. Two, three years. Brian Dable, his strongest offensive coach. Ken Dorsey wasn't working. So Josh Allen, listen, I'm going to bake in some turnovers. Lamar Jackson, his style, he's going to occasionally fumble. You bake a few in a year. Too many this year, though. Josh Allen, he's going to throw picks. Brett Favre, Joe Namath, big arms, they throw picks. I'm okay with it. But last night, Denver didn't win. Buffalo lost that game. 12 men on the field, the interceptions, the fumbles, the drop passes. Buffalo lost the game. And Bill Belichick said this for years. You lose a lot more games, then you win. And Buffalo lost it. But I would say this. When you get these crazy talents, Brett Favre was an all-time talent. Mike Holmgren reeled in this wild southern kid, reeled him in. Andy Reid couldn't win in college. Wild Texas talent. Andy Reid pulls him in. And I think Lamar Jackson's needed that, and I think Josh Allen needs that. Somebody that's so gifted, they they simply bulldozed. Kobe Bryant bulldozed weak coaching. Kobe Bryant needed. He and Shaq, forget Shaq. He was difficult. Shaq couldn't control him. James Worthy couldn't control him. Phil Jackson could control him. Phil Jackson went to Michael Jordan one time. And it, it, that's why people forget this about the young Michael that didn't win the titles. Phil Jackson's like, you want to win scoring titles or rings? You want to win trophies? you got to trust teammates. Michael Jordan needed Dean Smith. Yes, he needed Phil Jackson. Otherwise, Michael would just bulldoze a guy and get his 60 points. So, I mean, even great pilots need air traffic controllers or there's chaos. They're flying blind. And this morning, the Colts, the Bills, and the Raiders are all 5-5. Five and five. <laughs> So you can say it's a scapegoat, and, and I'm sure somebody's got to take the fall for this, but backup quarterbacks have the same record as Josh Allen in a quarterback league. Somebody, and, and, and I'm not blaming Ken Dorsey for 12 men on the field. That's on the head coach after Sean McDermott. We practiced two or three times that this week, the substitution from, from dime to field goal block. Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, we didn't execute it. So it's inexcusable. Uh, so somebody takes the fall, it's Ken Dorsey. But again, in fairness, I don't think Ken Dorsey's a bad coach. But when you're dealing with all-time stuff, it can be Tiger, MJ, Kobe, Mahomes, Lamar, Josh. When people that just have talent nobody else does. You need a really strong North Star mentor, guiding life, swing coach, whatever it is. Hopefully, eventually, Brady works better than Ken Dorsey. Okay, let's talk Denver for a second. <laughs> um, Sean Payton's number one job when he took over Denver, beyond just winning games, was fixing Russell Wilson. Whatever you think of Russell Wilson, he's done that. Took a while, took seven, eight games, he's done that. Russell Wilson right now is number two in the NFL, TD to interception ratio, number four in passer rating. He's moving well. He's lateraling. He's making plays. That pass to Cortland Sutton was the number one play in the league this year. The most improbable completion of the year, according to next-gen stats. And he used to give you about three a game in Seattle. Now he gives you about one every two weeks. But Russell Wilson is back. I'm not saying top four back. I'm not saying top six back. 
The O-line's not good enough to give him great time. When they did last night, he hit Jerry Judy for 19 yards. But this was the number one job. Where Colin was right. Russell wasn't washed. He may not be what he was. It feels like I'm getting about 80%, 75 to 80% of Seattle in his prime. But he needed a competent head coach. I'm getting about 80%. I am, though, now getting a playmaker. The laterals. I am getting the occasional brilliant throw to Cortland Sutton. Doesn't have to be 50 yards, but it was brilliant. I'm getting that back. So in overall, what you're watching with Denver is what you're not seeing with Buffalo. What you're watching with Denver is a really well-coached team. Sean Payton took over a defense that was underperforming. He got rid of some old guys, played younger guys, pretty darn good. Beating Chiefs Bills back-to-back, creating turnovers. He had a quarterback that looked completely washed, whose contract hadn't started. He's not washed. Right now, Russell Wilson is playing relative to what he has left in the tank, which is, I think, about 80% of it. Not quite as twitchy. Doesn't feel to me. Maybe I'm wrong. The stats tell you it's 100 passer rating, right? It doesn't feel quite as twitchy, quite as electric. But I got like five laterals. He was good on third down. He had one great throw. When he got protection, he hit Jerry Judy semi-deep. I'm getting mostly what is available. So, and remember, Denver does not have a star receiver. They don't. Cortland Sutton's not a star. He'd get a fourth or a fifth round pick. They don't have a star tight end. They don't have a star on the offensive line. I like Javante Williams a lot. He's not Brees Hall. He's not a star running back. He's good running back. I like him a lot. But they don't have a star on that offense. That star right now is their coach. And sometimes that is a star. For a long time in Andy Reid's career, he was the star of the offense until he got Mahomes, and now Mahomes is the star of the offense. But it took about four to five weeks to get it right. You know, I didn't grow up with the Internet. So it used to be that you could buy a company or start a company or coach a team, and you were given a year. Not anymore. By week two, fire. Peyton's overrated. Peyton stinks. Everybody on the Internet hates everybody. What Sean Payton's doing is real coaching. He had a job. And beyond wins, we got to get Russell Wilson right. We, we got to get him good enough so if we move off him, you could get a pick. Now, right now, Russell Wilson's not a top-five quarterback, but go look at the numbers. Completion percentage, touchdown to interception rate, fourth NFL passer rating. I'm sorry, right now he's playing like a top-ten guy. He's not making the mistakes of Josh Allen. He's not fumbling like Lamar Jackson. He's not losing you games. Now, he's not the problem for Denver. I'm not sure if he's the solution to ever win the division, but this was job one. That is coaching. And I know, I know, Sean Payton's overrated. Josh Allen's overrated. Justin Herbert's overrated. Belichick's overrated. Everybody in the world not named Tom Brady and Mahomes is overrated. Yeah, I get it. It's the internet. You're all magicians. But that was the job. Sean Payton's done it. And what you're seeing in Buffalo is a lack of elite coaching. And what you're seeing in Denver, again, relative to what you have offensively, and in this roster, one superstar player, a corner, this is good coaching. Sean Payton. It's the NFL. I mean, you credit these guys. You know, there's a little toughness to this league. Um, you know, I keep saying it. There's that fine line between a groove and a rut. You know, and you've got to... Um, you got to bow up a little bit, and uh, and you got to demand it of each other at practice during the week. You know, you win during the week, and and I felt like we've been practicing during the week better, a lot better, and 
if you do that, you demand that of each other, then Sundays become a little bit um, less chaotic. Beat the Chiefs. Beat the Bills. Before this season, many of you had them. Number one and two in the AFC. Beat them both. Not pretty. <laughs> I was waiting all night for Denver to all these all these drives that were starting at midfield. It's like, could you give me some points here? I got Denver plus seven. Could you give me some points on this? But in the end, part of this league is not losing games. Russell and Peyton, good on third down. Defense, no cheap stuff over the top. Turnovers, limited. You, lo- you, win, you, you lose a lot more games in this league than you win. Last night, great example. The number one job, get Russell right. He is as right as he can be right now. Go look at every analytic and every metric. Does he throw the ball down the field? Well, Jerry Judy's been a bit of a disappointment. We, we would all say that. He, he wasn't good with the previous coach. Not great with this one. But it was good enough to have a big, big play in the second half that helped the W as well. So, J-Mac, um, we both had that side last night. It, what was very clear, though, and you see this in the NFL very clearly, you knew very early Denver was going to be in that football game. They, were, they didn't have early turnovers. In the first half alone, Buffalo had a pick, a fumble, three drops. Like, you knew Denver, you watch that game and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to win the bet, but that's the right side. They came to play. And I think sometimes you started your career owning the big lead. And you know this, it, it clicks and getting attention. I understand the industry. The downside to it, because I think there's a lot of upsides to blogging and, and giving everybody uh, an opportunity to start their own website. The downside is we have no patience. We're more caffeinated, frenetic. Uh, the world now is, if you don't have it figured, Brian Flores, I thought, did a great job in Miami. But they were horrible for about four weeks, okay for a couple. Then about week seven, eight, you're like, oh, wow, Miami's pretty good. I can see the coaching. I can see the coaching with Denver. They're not great. But you can see it. They have the same record as the Chargers. The Chargers have multiple great players. Derwin, Keenan, Herbert, Slater, like like Bosa, like elite players. They both have the same record. It's weird. Denver's winning ugly, Colin. Did you see this? Uh, the last three wins, Russell Wilson does not have a 200-yard passing game. That's right. They don't have a 100-yard rusher. That's their formula. Let's win ugly. You know who else is trying to do this? The Jets. It ain't working. Like, some teams can win well, ugly, and, limit mistakes, and, and, and you've got a chance. offensive coach, and Russell's been good on third down. Wow. So if you look at the difference between the Jets, it, it's Russell has been more accurate than Zach and better on third down. It looked last night. They were pretty good on third down. Offensive coach. It's just inches, yeah. not feet. I'm not Now, Russell is better than Zach, but a lot of Zach's issue is he just can't get the chains to move consistently. Yeah. And they also have more of a defensive culture. That doesn't help young quarterbacks. It's interesting you bring up the Chargers. The Denver still has to play them twice this season, and the Chargers only have one way to win. Justin Herbert. That's it. Did you see they scored on their final, I think, five possessions and still lost because they have no defense? It's uh, like I would rather, rather win ugly then have to rely on Justin Herbert to do everything the way the Chargers do. I, it's crazy. You look at the schedules, Denver might have a better shot at the playoffs than the Chargers right now. It's great. Look well, at the, the way The way Denver is playing, excellent defense, run the football, complimentary quarterback play. That's That, for most of the teams that don't have a Mahomes and Reed, that's how you do it. Yeah. No cheap touchdowns, run the football, time of possession last night. 37 minutes, That's right. Time of possession, no turnover. The idea that, well, Denver's winning, 
Now, that's how the league mostly wins. That was a lot of New England for 20 years. And remember, that the one turnover they had was Sutton with a weird fumble on the sideline. The ball didn't go out. Buffalo scores instantly. It's like you can't make mistakes like that. Yeah. Good stuff. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction and alcoholism. You may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer. And you may have seen the work that I've done through my foundation. And you may know my friend and co-host, Donnie Starkins, as well. He's a mindfulness teacher, a yoga instructor, a life coach, a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential. And we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity, but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories. Catch us every week on Comeback Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So in my entire life, I've watched college basketball and college football coaches, often the highest paid employee in a state, Right, like like for the state, uh, uh, small towns, authoritarian, whenever they get in trouble from the NCAA or trouble slapped on the wrist by their conference, they get defiant and they get angry. And I mean, you, you've seen these coaches like uh, I'm a man, I'm 40. That is the general rule 
with small town college coaches or middle sized Ann Arbor, man, you know, Madison, Wisconsin, Athens, Georgia. You know, they, the, the coach dominates the town, especially the football coach, dominates the town. They're the boss. What I've never seen is a coach trolling the media, trolling the Big Ten, trolling the NCAA, trolling the commissioner of his conference. After Michigan beat Penn State, he talked yesterday. This, with a sly grin, deadpan look, sly, this is called trolling by Harbaugh. Watson, I would have to say, I mean, everybody. It's got to be America's team. It's got to be America's team. America, America loves a team that, <laughs> that uh, you know, beats the odds, beats the adversity, you know, overcomes with the naysayers and, you know, critics, so-called experts think um that's my favorite kind of team and yeah watching it from from that view on the television like it was finally people get to see what i see every day you know in these players and these coaches he also called himself later he's the wall that viruses hit and shatter when he's sick he just eats an apple and does more push-ups i love hardball he doesn't cave. He doesn't apologize. He can be wrong. But instead of being strident and obnoxious, he's just trolling. It's so 2023. Why? Because unlike other college coaches who are better recruiters than coaches, he'd be the number one candidate for six or seven jobs. His worst year in the NFL was 8-8. Eight and eight. People talked about Lincoln Riley as a candidate in the NFL. That's done. Ben Johnson, maybe. I think Ben Johnson would be somebody I would hire after I hired Jim Harbaugh. Again, worst record in the National Football League. Took over a tire fire in San Francisco. Worst record, 8-8. Eight and eight. And the Seahawks were they, what we thought was going to be the dynasty of the future. He works quickly everywhere. First year, team's better. Second, third year, team feels like championship level the only drawback he wants to control some of the personnel mostly all of it that's why a team like the chargers i don't think would be a good fit but it does put michigan in a very very weird spot as a university i think about this the head coach doesn't need michigan the head coach doesn't need to be up front the head coach may or may not have his bag packs already. Have the bags packed. Does he have to be complicit with Michigan's needs, the Big Ten's needs, the NCAA's needs? No. Successful people have options. People with options have their own rules. Defiant, trolling, the sly grin, smile, totally over the top. But it is a weird spot for Michigan. Because number one, even when you have a great coach, is the university's future. Right? It's reputation. Harbaugh walks out. They get a six-year death penalty, though I think that would be egregious. They get docked bowl games, docked by a fairly toothless NCAA massive scholarships. Jim's like, see ya. Oh, I think it would hurt a little. He's a Michigan man. Go blue, right? But it's a weird space for Michigan. Harbaugh doesn't need them. And they've shown in the last 20 years they really need Harbaugh. They haven't been in this space with the powerhouse down in the south. 
The Big Ten now adding Washington, Oregon, USC, like big boy programs. How far do you support Harbaugh? Do you have his allegiance? Does he really want to be there if they get hammered by the NCAA? But what he's doing, how he's acting, I've never seen this. Coaches don't do this. They're defiant. They're angry. Fist in the air. They shout, I'm 40. I'm a man. And he's now calling his Michigan Wolverines America's team. It is a troll job. I love it, but I do think it puts Michigan in a weird spot. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. I compared Harbaugh to a certain politician slash former president on my what? podcast today. All these people are upset. I'm like, hey, listen, the stuff he's saying is going to resonate. You're with us or you're against us. Yes, it's very, it's very political. Our side or their side. It, yeah. it can be either way. I covered Jerry Tarkanian, the late Jerry Tarkanian, for years. We mended our fences later in life. But Jerry was very much... Universities against us, NCAA's against us, everybody's against us. Well, those close to UNLV knew that Jerry was pushing the envelope in recruiting. All right, whatever. Um, but it's a very effective tool to get people who want to hear your message on your side. Michigan grads want to hear that message. Yep. That it's those bad guys, and it's very effective. I've and never it, had more fans at Michigan. I get constant, why? Because they want to hear the message I'm giving, which is, come on, this is death penalty stuff? Yeah. Advanced scouting? You really think that's the reason they're winning all these games? By the way, Ohio State Buckeye fans, I talked to one yesterday, they are convinced the only reason Michigan beats Ohio State is just the signs. They're at, <laughs> Even though the games are blowouts, uh, they're convinced of it. And there's nothing wrong with being convinced. That's how fans think. I get it. And maybe they're right. We'll find out in two, three weeks. Maybe I'm expecting right. him to use the word witch hunt next time he meets the media, right? This is a witch hunt. Uh, all right, that's let's start, start with a big too, yeah. Thursday night game, Colin. Yeah. Bengals-Ravens, massive one in the division. We know the Bengals are in last place in the AFC North. I had them winning the Super Bowl this season, and they could miss the playoffs. Uh, OC Brian Callahan sees the matchup as a playoff game in November, expects it to be a tight contest. Ravens did win in Cincinnati in Week 2, but that was when Burrow was still dealing with the calf. By the way, T. Higgins expected to miss again with a hamstring. you got to keep an eye on Hendrickson, who's hurt. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Stale, uh, Stanley. There's no uh, way in the Humphrey. world. No, a lot of injuries here. No way in the world I'm giving Joe Burrow in a divisional game off a loss three and a half points. Yep. I'm taking Cincinnati. Also, Baltimore, we've got a bit of a trend here, has become a very bad fourth quarter team. So there's no way. Cincinnati, I don't care what the number is. Right, you give me more than a field goal, I get Joe Burrow divisional game. I don't care if he's missing T. Higgins. If he's got Jamar Chase and the O line is healthy, he's going to move the ball. I, I got to ask the the Ravens are interesting. This stat I just pulled this up since the start of last season, the Ravens have the most losses in the NFL, six after holding a double digit lead. What's that about? Well, some of it is you know I love Lamar Jackson, but he is always been a bit fumble prone. It's gotten a little out of control. And so they've become a bad fourth-quarter team. He's he's fumbled the ball ten times this year and lost six. That's number one in the NFL. So we saw it last night with Buffalo. That was more Buffalo lost than Denver won. Mm. You lose a lot of games. They lost to the didn't they? Didn't the Ravens lose to the Colts? Didn't they? Did they lose to the Colts? What was it? Yeah, they did lose to the Colts yeah, and Gardner I mean, Minshew. Okay, I, I did okay, have the Colts. Why? Why? You know, it's mistakes. Mistakes. Yeah. And so Baltimore has become kind of a bad fourth quarter team based on mistakes, not and on talent. Two of their three losses this year, they led by double digits. I wonder if they're if they're 
perception is skewed a little bit by those blowouts of Detroit and Seattle. Division leaders, well, they and they destroy be. them. They should be. Those are big wins. Those are dominant. Those but counts. it's stepping out of division against a team that's not familiar with you, and they're like, whoa, you go in the division, this is going to be a battle. Okay, against That's Cincinnati. what I'm saying. Three and a half, I'll take, I'll take I Cincinnati all day long. Now, I'm... if they don't have Hendrickson, that means Lamar has more time. Great. But it, the, the bottom line is, if I get Jamar Chase... 13 targets, 10 catches, I'm good. Yeah, And we kind of knew this. The, the Houston game was a bit of a sandwich spot between the big games, and they came up short. Uh, let's go to C.D. Lamb, Colin, making a case to be the best receiver in the NFL. He went off against the New York Giants' pathetic defense. 11 catches, 151 yards, touchdown. Did have a touchdown run as well. C.D. Lamb now over 100 yards in the last four games. 617 yards since week six, most in the league yes. after... The win over the Giants, he declared himself the top receiver in the game. He's not. I'm just wondering, good. is Tyreek Hill still in the league? Did he get suspended? Am I unaware of that? Well, like, yeah, he's. Listen, I I don't have a problem with my wide receivers being confident. I think it's, I think you're a bit on an island on the perimeter over there. Most great receivers, most privately or quietly, think they're the best. I have no problem with C.D. Lamb thinking he's the best receiver. I don't I don't think he is, but I think he's one of seven or eight. I think, I mean, you have to be honest about it. Now, a lot of his big games are against worse teams, but I don't think there's any question. No. I said this before the season. My concern with Dallas, they are totally dependent. They're not dependent on Dak. They went 4-1 and one last year with Cooper Rush. Yeah. Uh, this, this offense is absolutely dependent on C.D. Lamb. He is their best player offensively. Well, Tony Pollard is like a non-factor this year. He's just not delivering. Yeah. Um, but also, A.J. Brown? Come on, A.J. Brown had like an amazing run. I like C.D. Lamb a lot. I think you got to go Tyreek, A.J. Brown. I'll ask you, Keenan Allen right now is having a monster well, season. Keenan's a, not the a NFL deep threat. He's not as explosive. But Keenan's been one of the best third-down receivers oh, for, what, nine, ten years? Automatic, yeah. He's with Phillip, with Herbert. He's just... That that dude, I don't know if people appreciate it because the Chargers aren't high profile. Keenan Allen on third down has got a Larry Fitzgerald vibe. He just throw the ball toward him. Yeah. He'll make the play. And let again, not to knock CeeDee Lamb, but the competition has been fairly weak during this little run. Yeah. Rams, they have no secondary. Giants are, are weak secondary. Eagles secondary, a little overrated. He did have a good game against the Jets earlier this season. Lamb is very good. You want to go top six? Sure. Yeah. But like... Yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's really good. I mean, Justin Jefferson's hurt. Jamar Chase is yeah. putting up good numbers. Yeah. Ah, Lamb is very good. Final story, Colin. Let's go to the NBA. Oh boy, this is spicy. So the Pelicans, they started four and one. They've now lost five straight, and the offense is sputtering. They got some injuries. CJ McCollum's out, and all of a sudden, Zion Williamson, unhappy. Listen to these comments. It hasn't gone big, but listen to these comments from Zion Williamson the other night. Last year, you know, we had a team meeting. And it was brought up some things that I could do better, especially like with buying into the program. And right now it's tough right now, but like I said, right now I'm taking a little back seat right now. And I'm, I, I'm trusting the process. I'm trying my best to buy in right now. Trying my best to buy in right now as he breathes you know, heavy and sweats a lot. And can I? Well, is, it is it is hard to play in the league. Can I say this about Zion? And and, and he was in the John Morant draft, and I yeah. and I I love Zion because I thought he was such a unique body. But we all knew it was very understood. It was it was. I mean, I called two NBA executives I trust. They both said the exact same thing. He could be he could be so productive, but I worry about his weight. I worry about injuries. Both have been a problem. 
Zion Williamson and you have Zach Levine on your the poster on your uh, bedroom wall still. Stop. Your wife wants you to tear it down eventually, but it's up there. Zion Williamson is falling into a Zach Levine category and 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 which is productive, great to watch, excellent TV. I don't know if he makes my team better. Oh, that's I, I, I don't. I don't know if he makes my team better. Brandon Ingram, I feel like if you start looking at their roster, there are guys all over the NBA that have done this. Zach Levine, I'm not doubting the talent. I'm not doubting it at all. Remember Monte Ellis, the guy who played for the oh, Warriors? Oh, yeah, Chucker. But by, by the way, loved what, watching Monte Ellis play. Wow. I never felt he made the team better, but he was a great talent. There's guys like this. Then there's guys in the league that don't get any credit for winning. KCP on the Lakers title team, on the Nuggets, will go defend your best player, okay. will hit clutch threes. Like, nobody talks about KCP. That dude ends up on winning teams everywhere he goes. Yeah. There's a talent to winning and guarding the best guy. Zion's fun to watch. Harden, my entire life on Harden. Does he make your team better, or is he just wildly productive and fun to watch? Yeah. No, that's, that's just fair cri- criticism. Um, I started to drill down on the stats. So in this game he complained about, I'm trying to buy in. I looked, and he didn't take the most shots on the team. Two guards, including a rookie from UConn, took more shots than Zion. All right. He's taken a backseat offensively. And, Colin, this is what's troubling. He has one block in eight games. He's not even trying defensively. His rebound numbers are down. His shooting percentage. Listen, I know off-court stuff can be dicey. I texted you a link uh, about an NFL story. I don't know if we'll, we'll get to it. But the Zion Williamson baby mama drama from several months ago it was clearly weighing heavily on him. And I feel bad using the word heavy with Zion. But there's some stuff going on. I would not be surprised if, come trade deadline, Zion Williamson's asking out and the New York Knicks, come get me, me, New York. For the record, I'd give him up. I would. And and, and I don't, I'll I'll say this. I don't think New York's the perfect fit. Probably not. (laughs) New York has got a lot of energy and a lot of beautiful people. And I don't want a kid that has struggled with his personal life in New York. New York... There's a reason Jalen Brunson, Derek Jeter, and Eli Manning crushed the New York. Grown-ups. Those are adults. Jeremy Shockey's unbelievable. Party guy. (laughs) He was great. But if you go look at the history of New York, Aaron Judge, private. Jeter, quiet. Manning, Brunson. There is a type that has worked in New York. They always say this in the NFL about port cities. Be like Miami. New Orleans. When you get to port cities, there's more of a nightlife around the port. Late. I mean, that's just. I mean, the port cities in America are kind of some of the big party cities. NFL people have talked about for years. Be very careful on draft day, because kind of a wild, crazy, immature personality in a crazy town like New Orleans. Be careful, Miami. Be careful. That's why two is so great in Miami. He's an adult. He doesn't mind being boring. He's going to go home. So I, 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 Zion to New York just sounds great. New York's history. By the way, you could go back. I mean, I'm, I'm no Mickey Mantle expert, but I mean, Mickey Mantle, one of the great talents in baseball history, acknowledges. Joe Namath acknowledges. They were, <laughs> they closed a lot of places. So it's like New York can be, Zion, New York to me just sounds better than it would be. I can't argue with that. Right, J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Live See, I go to New York. I never had a problem with New York because I'm boring and go to bed at 9.15. But even I, boring guy, you know, didn't you meet your wife in New York? I did. Okay. Yeah. I would go to New York three or four times a year when I lived in Connecticut. 
And whether my wife was with me, we'd stay up way later than normal, have a ball. Or if I went on the company thing, we'd be out partying, having a good time. I would never do that in Connecticut. It's just New York's got an energy. If you've never been to New York, especially like in the summer and the fall, there is an energy to it. It is completely contagious. You got all these beautiful people. They're out. It drinks on me. You got to be, you know, I'm, I'm boring. But I, rem- I can remember, I remember one time being with my wife, and we were in uh, I, kind of a hipster area, I remember, and I'd never been there before. East Village, perhaps? I don't know where it was. It was, uh, whatever it was, and it was, uh, I just started a show called Sports Nation, oh. and we uh, the crew was down there. And I remember being with my wife and saying, I get why people that live in New York think the, re- the world stops at the Hudson. Yeah. Like, there's the Hudson and then the rest of that country that we don't care about. Like, there's a contagious feeling and energy and juice in New York. And I had more more than one occasion, you're out, you're like, this is the greatest place in the world. This is the greatest place in the world. So, certain, I think Zion in New York, (laughs) the headlines are great. It's like, I like my Jalen Brunson. Just get him, get him the right kind of guys and New York will be fine. You watched the Celtics Knicks last night at all a little bit? I did not. I did did not watch Celtics. Tatum was... Tatum pretty, was good. Oh, yeah. You coming around on JT? Yeah, he's top 20 now. He top 20? <laughs> he, looked, he looked pretty good last night. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gabriel. 
Luis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Harold G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We've seen McDaniels oh. fired in Vegas. We've seen coordinators start to get fired. So this is the time of the year you can get run. If the Chargers lose in Green Bay, am I crazy to suggest maybe a closed-door meeting with the owner, GM, and the coach? I think we're past that. <laughs> I think okay. it's over. Yeah, you're right. He can't lose that to the Packers. Cannot. Can't. This is a bad team. Packers are a dumpster fire. I don't think they're a dumpster fire. I don't think they have the right quarterback. I think they have a lot of interesting people. Musgrave's been a great young tight end. We don't know if they have the right coach in Green Bay. Oh, we do, too. Okay, really? Oh, so no Aaron Rodgers and they fall off a cliff. Very interesting. But you, you don't think Jordan Love's part of that component? I mean, he hasn't been great, but, you know... I don't. We'll, I'm still jury's out on the floor. I know you want to give the genius tag around, like I'm giving out Halloween candy. Well, but. I'm the I'm the foreman of this jury. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Lafleur is fine. Okay. So, uh, very few things in life that I care less about uh, more than awards. Cy Young, MVP, Heisman. I just don't care. It's subjective. It's voted on usually by people who didn't play the sport. I'm in the media, and I don't trust the media's voting on awards. Okay. Uh, I don't trust me to vote on it. Uh, I'd rather have athletes, coaches, insiders. So, um, th but that said, interesting question. Jerry Jones' response to this question about an award. Do you think that Dak is an MVP candidate right now? I do. I certainly do. Uh, he's put games that uh, are together here, a series of games that uh, are the best of his career. And in my view, and uh, at the best of uh, right at the tops of any uh, that I've seen. Uh, uh, it's the fact that he's doing them back-to-back, -back, uh, and it's the fact that uh, really, of course, his, his play, how he's impacting those games. Oh, boy. Um, let's just take most valuable player. I, I think the people who vote on these awards, the media, often struggle to define valuable. And I'll give you an example. I'm not saying C.J. Stroud is the MVP. But if Davis Mills was playing with a rookie head coach, a rookie coordinator, a rookie first-time play caller, and an O-line that was a mess to start the season, I could make an argument they'd be 1-8. and eight, And they're 5-4. and four. That is valuable. C.J. Stroud is valuable. Okay, and he's the best player on the team. Get to that in a second. But if you go by the word valuable, it should be like, what is your team without you? Do they collapse? The Cowboys went 4-1 and one last year with Cooper Rush. The Rams can't score without Matt Stafford. And that's what Sean McVay and Cooper Cup can't score. So what, what, what does valuable mean? To me, valuable is you leave the building, it's not the same company.
The other thing is you can eliminate a lot of people from this discussion by asking this question. To be MVP, you have to be the most talented, best player on your side of the ball. So he's obviously not as dominant as Micah. So Dak's not Micah. Not close. Micah's top two or three in the league at what he does. So I'll just say, just go to the offensive side of the Cowboys. He's not CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is now a top five or six receiver. Dak is not a top five or six quarterback. Give me a break. So C.J. Stroud is not only the best player on the offense, he's the best player on the Houston Texans. He is their best player. So, um, and also, shouldn't valuable be about beating the best teams you faced, not crushing the Giants twice, not punching down? C.J. Stroud, as a rookie, has beaten the Bengals in Cincinnati and the Jaguars in Jacksonville and then did beat the Steelers. That's impressive. Dak, <laughs> his big wins over the four and five Chargers, who are a week away from maybe dismissing their coach if it goes sideways. So uh, uh, I, I, Dak's not the MVP of his division. I would say Jalen Hurts is that. So, by the way, Jerry's criteria for MVP is rolling the Giants and rolling bad teams. By the way, by Jerry's criteria, Aiden O'Connell, Zach Wilson, and Geno Smith rolled over the Giants. Take a deep breath. MVP, just, just ask yourself, is this person at least the best player on his side of the ball? Like, Matt Stafford doesn't have to be as good as Aaron Donald. Nobody had to be as good as Reggie White or Lawrence Taylor or Micah Parsons like or T.J. Watt. Like, I get it. You get these players a Bosa. I get it. you got to be the best player on your offensive side. you got to be the best player on that side to be most valuable player of the league. And ask yourself, if you left the company, what would happen? C.J. Stroud doesn't play this week, and Davis Mills does. Bet against the Texans. I don't care who they're playing, except maybe the Giants. Bet against the Texans. So there you go. Nothing against Dak. But what's the criteria for valuable? Go look in your life. Go look at your work. Somebody leaves the building, man or woman. Somebody leaves the relationship. And it's a completely different franchise the next day. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're pretty good with Cooper Rush last year. We're just doing better with Dak. Not dismissing it. Rams can't score without Matt Stafford. Can't score. They got Sean McVay, Cooper Cup. Got some pretty good players. J-Mac. Can we just agree that for NFL MVP voting, let's just wait to see who the number one or number two seed is, and we'll see who's the hottest quarterback at the end of the season because that's who the media is going to vote for. That's who the winner is. C.J. Stroud ain't winning the MVP. He's had a great season. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, He's not winning the MVP. It's going to be Mahomes, You know what I would likely. say? You know, it, it, the last three or four years, you know who it really is, if you're honest about it? Joe Burrow. You don't love the owner. We thought the coach was a bum. The offensive line stunk. Who is the single – if Burrow left tomorrow, they're a laughingstock. Well, that happens to a lot of the top teams. If Lamar Jackson's no, no, gone. Mahomes leaves Kansas City. Alex Smith got them to the playoffs. They were highly functional mm, pre-Mahomes. Different roster, but – Well, um, no, I mean, but they were highly – Andy Reid was winning with everybody. They would not fall off a cliff. They wouldn't win Super Bowls. They wouldn't fall off a cliff. The Texans fall off a cliff without Stroud. The, the Bengals are, are back to a eye roll without Burrow. Burrow, to me, is like he is the franchise. Never been strong ownership. Never been a le legendary front mm. office. I'll continue to back 
My guy, Brock Purdy. I think he's. I think he's going to surprise everybody and MVP. steal the MVP. Yes, sir. If he walked out of the building, I did I'm put not a sure lot of Shanahan money. would notice. Yeah, I put a lot of it's money on Sam him. Darnold. Two <laughs> words. <laughs> Hour two. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.